Yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah, we normally say good afternoon our church because we meet in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very happy. And I was happy the first day when Pastor Bill told me I was coming here to share the word of God. And I was so excited to come. And I couldn't wait to come here. And I'm so grateful, sir, for inviting us. Such an honor uh, to be here. Uh, when I entered this place, uh, I was welcomed by Bert and Alec right there. And uh, Alec told me that all the books belong to Bert at the back. <laughs> he was actually joking at that time, but he said, most of the books belong to me. Then I was like, I wanted to know who this man is. <laughs> then uh, he told me he's been preaching for 62 years. And I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I can't stand here. Um, such a privilege for me to stand in front of you. I know what to expect if you have these men here preaching to you. We are like 0.1.1% of these things. Yeah. So praying that Lord God empower us and strengthen us. Um, so my name is Serge Kasongo. Um, I, am a, I am a student of God, and I'm also a student, Pastor Bill, every week uh, on his feet, learning from this man sitting here. He's so gifted, and, and everything he teaches us uh, empowers us and boosts us. Um, most of the time, when we hear the message, we take the same message we preach in our church. Um, such a great privilege. Uh, and I'm also a husband, and this is my wife, Fafi. Yeah, Fafi is there. She's beautiful, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my wife. And we've got, we've got five children. Five children. Uh, our oldest, our oldest is 17. She's going to university next year, well, this year, in August or September, when they start. And our youngest is two years old. So we had, in 2014, we had three children. We had three girls, and we like, this is us, no more. <laughs> yeah, but one time we went in holiday, we were in, I think that was Blackpool. And my wife told me I'm pregnant. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Then one day, but before that, we prayed. We prayed one time in my house, say, God, bless us with a boy. Because we wanted a boy as we were three girls. We always wanted a boy as well. And we prayed, but we forgot about that. Then we went on holiday. My wife told me she was pregnant. I was like, no, not again. <laughs> then after a while, we went for a scan. They told us it was a boy. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Then during the lockdown, God bless us with another boy. So we've got two boys and three girls. Yeah. So the man sitting there, Brother Augustine, as my brother, such a good, good man, so patient. And I always say, God, I wish I was like Augustine. <laughs> but just understand that everybody's different in this world. So be happy with who you are. 
how God has made you and this is who you are. Amen. So I don't know how many hours Pastor Bill is going to give us to speak today. You tell me how many hours. And... <laughs> well, today is not a joke. It's actual hours in this place. If you want to stay here, you can stay here with me. We will be here for hours. Normally spend three hours in college. He told you already be like a Bible college. Today. <laughs> three hours after me, my wife will come, the Augustine, then he chose. <laughs> All of us will be here. Amen. I want to share the word of God, but before that, I was so convinced that I will share my testimony. I've got testimony and I believe this testimony will encourage all of us to see what God can do in, uh, in our lives. Uh, in the year 2000 2002, um, in the year 2002, my brother-in-law sent me somewhere there was, uh, when we were still back home. By the way, I am from the Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. When we were still in the Congo, uh, my brother-in-law sent me to, to go and dismantle uh, uh, an engine and bring the engine back home because the engine was like, um, I would say 40 miles from, from home. I had to go, took transport to the place, but it was a village, a very um, remote village. Villages in Africa, there's no electricity, there's no light, it's dark. It's a real village. It's not like short or it's not like that. <laughs> it's a village. So I went there, I left home early in the morning. As I go there, I arrived and I met another boy who was much younger than me. And the boy came to me and he said to me, are you going back home? Can you pay transport? Can you give money for transport for me because I'm going home? I said, I'll pay for you as long as you help me. If you stay, help me here, I'll go with you together. I don't know why I said that. Then we worked all day. There were no transport to go back. The only way you could go back was going on a lorry. So... What happened? I went on a lorry. We were a lot of, there were a lot of women. And I saw those women, they were like mothers. They had their own children. And I went, I started joking. They were laughing. They were so happy. They were happy. I was like, oh, well, we're laughing. And the man who was in charge, not the driver, but there was another man who was in charge of the, the lorry. He came to me and said, hey, you. Get off that lorry, you're not going. It's like, what have I done? And all the women, they loved me because I was making them happy. They were so happy. The man said, you're not going. What have I done? I've not done anything wrong to this man. I've not been speaking to him. What I did, I was just talking to these women. So you're not going. And the boy who helped me, I said to this boy, I said, listen, I'm paying money for you, right? But since they asked me to go down, you need to come with me. Me and you have to walk home. That's 40 miles. Miles from to get home. We're walking. 
I said, boy, you need to come with me. We need to walk. I can't walk. It was about six o'clock. And six o'clock, places where there's no electricity is pitch black. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, like bush. You have to walk it at night. And the boy, he says, okay. And I said to the boy, I remember saying to this boy, I'll give you that transport, man. I'll still give you that money, but you need to walk with me. I can't walk alone. The women pleaded, says, let this boy come. The man says, no, you're not going. We walked. We walked. We walked that night. Then after two hours, after two hours, we found that lorry on the bridge, but two wheels, like driver side wheel, were on, like collapsing on the bridge. Then I start, as soon as I saw that lorry collapse on the bridge, and I started praising God, I started glorifying God. I started worshiping God. All those women, they saw me, they were weeping, they were crying. Remember, they were laughing when they, when they saw me, they were crying. And no one died. No one died. And the man, the man who refused, uh, asked me to leave the vehicle. The man was standing there. He's, he was looking at me. He was looking at me. I was like, this man didn't know what he did. He didn't just know. Then I remembered I remembered as I, as I go to that place, I remembered just a few weeks ago I was in a church, just like this. A man came to preach to our church. He prophesied over, over me. I was a young boy sitting there. And I said, you stand up. Just a young boy like among us. See, stand up. And I stood up. See, there was an accident coming after you. Pray God is going to, to save you. I don't know if I prayed. But God saved me. God saved me. So I just want to encourage all of us that God is real. God exists. And he has a wonderful plan for all of us. For he says in Isaiah, that is Isaiah 50, his ways are not the ways of men. God's ways are always not understood by man easily. Amen. Yeah, some of us can understand. So, today we're going to share something very short. Sorry, that's my phone. My phone is always in silent, but some people get ring like my daughters. They're calling me. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Go share in the book of First Chronicles. First Chronicles, chapter. Chapter 28, just going to read a few verses, uh, verse 20, verse 9, and verse 10. <coughs> First Chronicles 28. Verse 9 and 10. Amen. Let's read. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and 
a delighted soul, for Yahweh searches all hearts and understand every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. See now, for Yahweh has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and act. Father God, I glorify you. I bless your name for who you are. Many people know you as God. But God, I know you as Father. Because you are my Father. Jehovah God, behold, I stand in this place to share this word. Father God, I know nothing. You know everything. And your word, God, is life to us. God, as we share this word of yours with the brothers and sisters in this place, God, I pray that you yourself speak in this place. I pray that I disappear, you appear in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that this word, God, empower us, strengthen us, boost us, God, bring life to us. Jehovah God, for even those who are not well will be well today in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, let your glory, God, be seen in this place. In your name we pray and we say, Amen. Yes. This is the word of God. This is what the world needs today. The world today is upside down because they do not follow the word of God. Today you see in the world, in the world good is becoming bad and bad is becoming good. Why? Because the, the world has forsaken the word of God. Forsaken completely. So this small uh, portion of the scripture we just read was about David, King David. For I believe all of us know King David in this place. King David is one of the famous, uh, famous men in the Bible. Everybody knows King David. He wrote beautiful psalms we read to, this, to, the, to, this, to these days. King David was the most uh, powerful king um, uh, in, the, in the ancient time. This man was dying. He knew he was dying. He knew that he was going. He knew that his time was, his time was near. When his time was near, he thought to himself, I cannot just go like this. I need to leave somebody. I need to leave somebody who will take over the kingdom. Like most of us, uh, parents always train children to become like yourself. You see in families, like if the father was a carpenter, the children become carpenters as well. You see, if they were fishermen, fishermen, it goes like that. For children, see parents as extraordinary. I remember... I remember when I went on the street playing because back home in Africa, we played much on the street. But I hear these stories here in, this, in Scotland as well. Like people telling you that we used to play in the streets before, like computers before. But in Africa, we used to play in the street because there were no computers. You know, there's no things like that. You go, we, we go and play. 
So I remember that if somebody does something to you on the streets, he says, I'm going to call my dad. So you feel like your dad is the most powerful, the most strong person. I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call him. He will come for you. Because your dad is there to protect you, to keep you, to guide you, to show you the way, to show you, to, to give you his life experience. To give you all they have. Amen. This is why I always tell the kids in, 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 in our church, I always tell them that listen to your parents. Because before you get 25, your dad has already been 25. He knows how it is to be 25. He has the experience of a 25 years old. Before you get he has already been there. So always listen to what he tells you. So here David was going. So if we had to compare David with a dad, before Solomon became king, David has already been king. He knows how to succeed as a king. He knows what makes any king succeed or, or fail. He knows it. Because he was a good dad, he did not want his son to fail. He wanted to be a very good king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that people here in, sitting in this place who are kings and queens in this place. Hallelujah. I just want to see how many kings and, 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 prince and princes and queens are in this place. Tell your neighbor that you are a queen or a king. Tell them. Let them know that they are. Tell, tell them you are a king. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. You got to tell your neighbor. Sometimes when we preach here from, from, uh, from the pulpit, people don't hear us very well unless their neighbor speak to them. Because you can speak right in their ear, isn't it? Yeah. So what happened here? David was going. Nobody wants to see their children suffer. Nobody wants to see their own children even die before them. Nobody, no parent wants to see that. They want to see them succeed. I remember my dad used to tell me, he would say to me, I want you to study more than what I did. I want you to go to university. I want you to do that. He used to say this word. I didn't really take these things so important like today. And now I understand what he meant. You understand? But when I was like, oh, I wanted to do that. I was like, okay. <laughs> but now I understand what he was saying. I wish I had the same understanding at that time. But you can't reverse things back. But I can only give this to my children now. Amen. Now, listen to this. It says, Solomon, if you want to be good, if you want to succeed, Number one thing in your, in your life, know God. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to know God. Amen. Amen. You got to know him. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, when we, 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 preach, we preach more on the street, we go on the street. We love being on the street. When we preach on the street, we preach the gospel. We go to a speaker like this microphone. We go, hey, hey, believe in the gospel. Otherwise, you go to hell. You hear somebody passing by. They tell you, I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm such, they tell you stories like, I, it's not about being Catholic. It's not about being Protestant. It's not about being Rangers or Celtic. It's not about that. It is about knowing God. Hallelujah. Knowing God. Can you please ask your neighbor, do you know God? I'm sure, I'm sure God knows all of us here, but do you know God to know him? It says, Solomon is not about horses and chariots. It is about knowing God. If you know him, things will be like this. The kingdom will, be, will go smoothly because you know him. Amen. This is Solomon, my son. I like it because David already started somewhere. He started to tell Israel first. But I come to the point, as for you, you my son, number one thing, you have to know God. Amen. So the word used here to know is to know God is an intimate word. It's the same word used for like knowing a man or a woman, knowing each other. Amen. So the knowledge of God here is not about knowing that um, I know that building exists. Or I know that God exists somewhere. Or I know, I, don't, I know that author. I know the book. It's not about that. It is about having an intimate relationship with God. If Solomon, you want your kingdom to stand, you need to have an intimate relationship with God. And that intimate relationship with God is in there. Whoops, I'm going to be this microphone. <laughs> I forgot my microphone. Well, you probably hear that in the recording. <laughs> yeah. So it is about having an intimate relationship with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said something. He said, if you want to pray, you have to do what? Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. I remember one day I was, I was, I called one of my brothers. No, I'm not judging him or what. So I'm just going to give an example. I don't know his intention because this is what happened. I give him, I gave him a phone call. Uh, I don't know why I was calling, but I called him at least. Then he picked up the phone. He was like, Sarge, I'll call you later. I'm praying. <laughs> but he answered the, the prayer for the phone. He was praying. He answered the phone. Then he gave me a little bit of maybe 30 seconds of prayer. Then he said to me, I am praying. I'll call you later. Then I was like, well, if I was God, I would say he receive his, his reward. <laughs> Amen. Because there's certain things like prayers that happen in that, under that intimacy with God. Amen. Because Christianity or being a child of God is not about other people. It's about me and God. Me and God, not someone else. Because today Christianity is about I'm a Christian. I believe in God. 
You're living for the other person, but what about you yourself or me, myself? Do I know God personally? Amen. Do I know him personally? That's the question we should ask ourselves all the time. God, do I know you? Last Sunday, as I went to church, I'm talking about before Sunday, I was preparing the message. When I was preparing the message, my heart started to pain me. I started feeling the pain within me. I, that, message, that same message I was about to preach was like going into me. I was like, God, this message I'm about to preach in church, what's happening here? It is about you first. You, you yourself, you yourself. Then I was like, oh, I started shaking. I was like, no, you understand? So it is about us. It's not about other people. It's about us as we are here. About you yourself with your God. What is that relationship? Amen. Hallelujah. Then he said what? He said you have to serve him with all your heart. Your entire heart. Serve God. With all your heart. You want to be successful. You have to serve God with your entirety. Your ear all the way to your nails. Even if your nails are polished, you have to serve God with them. Amen. You have to serve God with everything. Today, you will see in churches like this, people don't want to serve God. People just want to come and sit, have a cup of tea, but they don't want to get involved in it. Getting involved in it. Because it is not only about pastors or preachers. Every single person has been called. You have been saved to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody. So we are, we are saved to be active in the kingdom of God. Amen. I've been saved. You have been saved to serve the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you have been saved to serve the Lord. Because we are the body of Christ. So probably if, if this is the body, maybe I am, I could be this part. Only that part. Still, I'm serving. I can do something. I can do something. We are all the body, part of the body of the church. Amen. It says you have to serve him with all your heart, not a divided heart. Hallelujah. What else did he say? He said we have to serve him with a whole heart and delighted soul. Delighted. Happy. Happy to serve God. David himself says, I'm happy when I am called to go into the house of the Lord. I'm happy. I know people serving God under compulsion. They feel like they're being pushed. Oh, there's too much. I can't do it. I think they're forcing me. But I said, for you, my son, if you want to be successful, you have to do it with joy. 
It's my joy to serve God. It's my joy to reach out to other people. It's my joy to help the poor. It's my joy to see other people succeed. Hallelujah. It's my joy. This is what God wants us to do. This is what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. I like when people say amen. Every preacher knows <laughs> how it is like. Amen. amen. Because when you hear amen, you feel good. You, 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 you speak more. Just be careful. Don't say too much amen. I will go to tomorrow. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So, it says, with a delighted soul, for Yahweh searches all heart. With a delighted soul, with your whole heart. Why? Because God searches every soul. Before you came to this place in the morning, before I woke up, before I even went to have my shower, God already knew the intent of my heart. He knew everything. Let me tell you something. There are many prayers in our lives. There are many prayers in our lives that God can answer you before you pray. Before you pray, God has already answered. Before you open your mouth, already answered you. Why? Because he sees your heart. He understands where you want to go. Somebody like Anna, Anna was praying. No one could hear her prayers. Still God, God looks right deep in your heart. Amen. God is not interested on your appearance. He's not interested on how you how you speak is is interested more on your the position of your heart. So David understood that my son, your heart must be right with God. If your heart is right with God, you will not struggle. So your heart must be positioned correctly. Hallelujah. Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." I am the light of the world. Is the light of the world. The light is shining in darkness. It's shining. So I would say we are in the, in the, in the world, even though there is to do, we, get, we are blessed with sunshine. This week has been a great week. Plenty of sunshine. But this world is dark. It's dark everywhere. The only true light is Jesus Christ. The only true light is Jesus Christ. This light is shining. Now it's up to us. I would say it's shining like in a uh, path like this. It's up to us to position ourselves inside that path. Amen. So our, our faith must meet God's faith together and join like that. If we are outside that light, we will not 
be successful. We will not be victorious. We become a prey of the enemy. The devil, we become like, you know, people play chess. Those, how do you call those things? The devil can take you from there and put you there. Can play with us all the time, the way you want. But if we are positioning ourselves, our heart is right with God, the devil will never play with us. I remember one time we, we, we were having prayers. We were having prayers and somebody manifests a satanic, you know, those satanic uh, things. Um, how do you call it? He started to jump and all those kind of things. And there was one person there. I knew, I knew that that person was not really good. It was not like a prayerful person. I, I knew it because I knew the person. And as soon as that person noticed those manifestations, the man started praying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Relax. The devil will not run away from you because you start shouting the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. It is about who is inside you. Who is inside you? Because if Christ is in you, in you the hope of glory, if Christ is inside you, you, as small as you are there, you can carry the full God within you. Amen. When the full God is in us, we become so powerful. We don't need to be shouting, uh, jumping in front of the devil, but we speak word. Yes. Only speak one word, says, out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Out of my way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, how, how many minutes do you have, Hassan? Okay. I just want to give you a quick, quick testimony. I just remembered, yeah? One night, I drive taxis. One night, I finished my work. Um, I finished 3 o'clock in the morning. I came home. No, I was not supposed to finish work. I was sitting in my door at the, at the station. And the spirit started telling me, go home. Go home. Go home. I was like, what? I was busy. I was like, why should I go home? I just went home and I went in my car. I sat outside the house. I did not leave the vehicle at all. I did not leave the vehicle. I sat there doing nothing. And I saw a big black cat coming because closer to my house is a community center. The cat was coming from the community center at my house. And the cat came right beside my car and started looking at me. I was like, this guy is looking at me. What's going on here? Then I was like, just leave that. I look at the cat was still there. I said, no. I said, if this cat is something else than a cat, I'm just going to start praying inside me and see what is going to happen. Then I prayed in the car. says, cat, I command you to go out of this place in the name of Jesus. And the cat just zoomed. Like that. I was like, what? Then I continued to sit in the car. After a while, I was like, I did like one hour sitting in my car doing nothing. Then I left the car. Instead of going in my house, I went to stand 
outside. I had forgotten about the cat by that time. And I stood just on the street like this. And I saw the same cat behind another car staring at me like this. I was like, okay, I'll do the same. I said, cat, I did no voice just inside me. I said, cat, I command you in the name of Jesus to go. And the cat zoomed. I was like, wow. I was like, these things really work. I was like, this is amazing. I, I felt so good. I was like, oh, yes, this is the way it's supposed to happen. Amen. So we have the power of God at our possession. We have the entire power of God. But it's up to us to be positioned, to be positioned in the right spot. Amen. Yes. Right spot. Otherwise, the devil will play with us. Otherwise, we'll be scared of things of this world. Otherwise, for I know and I've met people who are scared even for a crocodile or a spider, or a small thing. Look at you, as big as you are. You're scared of a tiny, tiny spider. But God created us to dominate, to have dominion over everything. Amen. To have dominion over our finances, over people, over different things, over animals, over everything. Dominion. Amen. Now the question, do you have that power? Do you have it? To have it is to position ourselves in here. For David knew, David knew the secret of success. He says, if you want to succeed, you will have to follow these things. Hallelujah. Amen. There are sometimes you will not even need to pray. You will only think about something. Amen. You think about something. The Holy Spirit who knows the, the thought of God, the Holy Spirit who searches within, searches your heart, will take all your thoughts, Amen. take them to God. Amen. Say, God, the temple in which I dwell, there is a problem. Pray without your knowledge, without you know, knowing anything, because the Spirit of God dwells within you. Because the Spirit of God will not stay in a place where there is sadness, there is pain. Pray for you. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. It says, <clears throat> it says that God searches all heart and understands every intent of the thought. He understands your movement. He understands. Let me give you this typical example. We all know this one. Yeah? So you fell out with somebody. You don't want to talk to, with them anymore. Then there is a reconciliation. You go to that person. says, okay, I forgive them, but I want, I want to talk to them. Do you really forgive them? I forgive them, but I Did you forgive them? God sees your heart right inside you. Amen. God sees your heart right inside your heart. Even though in front of people we can appear as if, but in our heart, the problem is our heart. Hallelujah. When you read the book of Matthew from chapter 5 all the way to the end of chapter 7, you see that Jesus is dealing with the heart. Christianity is the matter of the heart. Hallelujah. It is the heart. Our heart must be good with God. If our heart is good with God, we become something else. 
you become something else. So he says, he sees the intent of our heart. Now, he says, if you seek him, you will find him. He says, you, you will be found. This year at our church, we are actually, the theme of our church of this year is about seeking after God. Seeking after God. To find God. The person who finds God is the person who is the most blessed, if I can say so. If you find God, you are blessed. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. To find God, to find God, to find Him is not an easy thing to ordinary people. Amen. It's not an easy thing. Like sometimes we say Christianity is, is easy. No, it's, no, we just need to say these things are not easy like easy. Because if they were easy, Nicholas Sturgeon was going, to, was going to be in power today. Amen. I shared something with Pastor Bill. What happened to her? To Nicola Sturgeon, we actually had to pray. We prayed at our church. One day we were in 21 days fasting and prayer. And one day I just woke up in prayer and said, folks, let's pray so that Nicola Sturgeon be fired. <laughs> and people were like, what? No. I was like, let's pray for it. And then we prayed. Then after that, one Sunday, we, we came up to church and we said, Okay, because we prayed for someone else who was gone. <laughs> Somebody else was gone in Motherwell. And then I say, okay, this person is going. Very soon there will be a woman who is going. And that very week she was gone. And I was like, really? This thing is working. Prayer works. Amen. So what I was saying, there are no easy things. But they require discipline. If we are disciplined, they become easy. Understand? So they're not like, otherwise, there's TV you can watch, the newspaper, you can spend time doing, doing, doing anything you want to do, like normal people. But to us, children of God, normal is not working. Amen? We must go be weird. We must be weird. Like people say, these people are weirdo. Yes, we're weirdo for Jesus. Yeah. When we preach in the streets, like, we those, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Because people call us all sorts, everything they want to call us. Say, okay, we did that for Jesus. Amen. Amen. I remember one Sunday, one Saturday, we were preaching on the road. This woman came. I've never experienced anything like this, Pastor Bill. I've never, ever experienced anything like this. We were preaching. Oh, that was George, my brother, I was preaching. And I was giving her a leaflet, and I went to this lady, take a leaflet. She busted, insulting me like, wow, like fire came from heaven. I was like, God, what's happening? I felt ashamed. I was like, Jesus, you're letting us down. Then Jojo finished preaching. The lady went in the shop. Just in the next five minutes, we switched because we usually switch like tasks. I would take the microphone, George, someone else, and so on. And took the microphone and started preaching. And I started preaching and started preaching. I said, repent. Else you go to hell. 
This lady who insulted me, I saw her passing, then she stopped like this. After stopping, she started crying. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just like, what just happened there? She cried, she cried. Never seen anything like this on the street. She looked, I'm sorry, then Jojo went to her, to her then started talking to her. That was so good. Just imagine now you are preaching on the street, somebody insults you, you insult them back, you start in an argument. You lose a soul. Yes. You lose a soul. Yes. She gave her life to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just by the word. There is power in this word. The word of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It says, if you seek him, you will find him. Now it's up to us to seek God. Not just to seek him, was to keep seeking after God. Every day, morning by morning, all the time, in our heart, our work, everywhere we are. God, where are you? Let me share one prayer I, I make all the time. This prayer, Brother George says to me, that's the prayers of babies. And I said, yes. <laughs> he said, I, I am a baby. <laughs> and I would stand and say, God, where are you? Where are you, God? I am looking for you. I want to see you. I want to touch you. Where are you, God? Where are you? Then John says, let's pray for babies. <laughs> like, it's fine. Now I'm a baby. Amen. I said, where are you? Then I would say to him, God, because I've got a middle name as well, Kabengeli. And I like when I pray, I tell God my middle name. He says, Kabengeli is here. He's here. Open the door. Open the door. I've got things to tell you. I have got things to tell. I want you to hear them. I know that you know them, but I want them you to hear these things. Hallelujah. This is the time for us to seek after God. The world is seeking after things of the world. Chasing after things of the world. But we in this place are seeking after God. Because David who knew told his son this, and today they have been written for our example. Amen. To seek after God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the will of God, the ways of God, and not the ways of men. If we found the ways of God, nothing will be impossible for us at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, fast forward, what I wanted to say, David, the reason David told uh, Solomon, this is a you have been given a job to do. Yes. You have been given a job to do. Let me tell you, Christianity is no passive, passive, to be passive is to be active. Amen. It says you have a task to do. The way that you will show that you're obeying God is by acting. It says you have to be strong and you have to act on what God has given you to do. The responsibility. Many, many years in my life, I would, I would say, God, what do you want me to do? What, 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 what is my purpose here on earth? What is it you wanted me to do? I believe most of us ask ourselves the same question. Say, Why am I here? Why am I here? What do you want me to do today? Solomon already knew what he had to do. But do you know what you have to do? Do you know why you are here, Rachel? 
Yeah. Do you know why you are here on earth? What is the mission? Sometimes we go around, we do this, tomorrow we do that, then back again. The problem is to know. Let me tell you, the God we serve is a God of revelation. He can reveal to all of us here. He says, you, I want you to do this this year. Oh God, I am too strong. I'm too young. I'm too weak. He says, you will do this. It's not about who you are, how you're feeling. It is about obedience. To obey God, then he himself will do the job. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the time. Like we, we, we sang that song, Pastor Bill said here, revival must start from us. From you. Amen. Revival must start from you yourself. This is the time for revival. It is today. It's not tomorrow. Today. And we are the people can bring revival. We are the people can transform Glasgow. Where the people can transform Scotland in this place, as small as we are here, God can transform us because we are the remnant. The people love God, but we need to do more. We need to seek Him more. We need to get closer to Him and we need to act and we need to be bold and strong. Something, the reason why the church is going down because there's no boldness anymore. You see people trying to be in the corner, not sharing the gospel, not telling anybody, not telling neighbors, not just keep it to myself. It's about yourself to yourself. Ah. It's not about yourself to yourself. It is about sharing the good news. Jesus Christ has commissioned all of us, men and women, to share the good news. And the message is one, he is risen. Like tomorrow the world is celebrating the Pentecost, day of Pentecost. Yes, it is because somebody came. Jesus Christ came and gave us the Holy Spirit. It is not about us. It is not about, about, about you or me. It is about God himself doing his job. All we have to do is to surrender and do what God has given us to do. May the Lord bless you all. God bless you. Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.